and welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Jessica Humphreys, and we've got something a little bit different today, something I'm really, really excited about doing. Obviously, in the international break, we like to try and do new things, and so I'm joined today by Seb. Seb White is someone who I suspect some of you might know. He's founder and editor for Mundial magazine, and as part of that, he wrote a piece recently for the magazine about his relationship with his daughter, with the Chelsea women's team, and how all of that sort of gone together in recent years. And I wanted to get Seb on to talk about the piece and his experiences, because I think something obviously within the Chelsea community generally recently, there's been a lot of chat about attendance and atmosphere and things like that. And I feel like as much as they're important conversations to have, it's also nice to reflect on the amazing community that does it already exist at Chelsea Women rather than getting het up on a lot of numbers. So, Seb, thank you for joining me. Uh, welcome to the pod, first of all. No worries. Thanks. Thanks very much for asking me. Yeah, as uh, yeah, we're, uh, we do listen uh, on the way to matches sometimes or in between uh, the liquidator, which Ava asked me to put on repeat. But yeah, um, <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it's nice to be asked. Thanks very much. I think we should kick off for, for anyone who, you know, I suspect a lot of people won't necessarily have seen or read the piece, but you're not a Chelsea fan. So talk to me a little bit about your journey to following the women's team. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not a Chelsea fan, born and bred uh, Yeovil Town fan from uh, deepest, darkest Somerset. But I've lived in London certainly West London, uh, for all the last last 10 years now, uh, a bit longer, actually, 10, 13 years. And we, my daughter Ava was born in 2012. Um, as well as being a foot, an avid football fan, I've worked in football pretty much most of my life. So I was always keen for her to be uh, involved in football or to experience football and enjoy football, because I do believe that amongst all the it's not only is it an amazing thing it teaches you quite a lot about life as well um, and it certainly taught me a lot about life but Chelsea so I think it was a case of it would be daft not to mention them but yeah the Lionesses have played a huge um, part in that in 2019 the the World Cup we went to the World Cup in France for England versus Scotland just because it was a close and I wanted to take Aber to a World Cup like I'd been to the World Cup in France 98 the, for the men's tournament so as it was so close, I was like, we must go and we must, you know, I must get Ava to experience it. She was sort of into football, but not not, not massively and certainly not on probably the scale that, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm probably a, the wrong person to judge her against because I'm a to complete football anorak and football geek. But yeah, so we so we went to that, enjoyed that, obviously. And then obviously what happened with the with the Euros, with the Lionesses, I think really lit a match under her un, under it all. And as well as that, and around around that, we we'd we've been to the, a few games at Kings Meadow because it's the closest ground to us. Certainly, closest women well, it is the closest football ground to us as as a whole, not just um, women's football. And yeah, a couple of we went to a couple of games, and 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 I think, like I said, the the combination of the lionesses going to more games, her wanting to go to games, which I think was a key thing, not me just dragging her along to non-league football, which is not quite the same. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I suppose, you know, it's obviously Chelsea, knowing as I do, you know, being involved in football, I know that Chelsea have been the standard bearer in women's football for for a few years now, and especially Emma Hayes. And, and you know, I, I always say to Ava, it's lucky that, lucky in one sense, the team closest to us is is also 
pretty good because I think that just helps sow the seed a little bit more. Um, but yeah, and we just started going more regularly, and 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 where we are now, we've got yeah, we've got season tickets at Kings Meadow. Um, go to all the games at Stamford Bridge. We like to go to different. We like to sit in different spots at Stamford Bridge just so she can get just we can all get a different sense of what's going on and 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 make the most of being at obviously the the fuller stadium rather than being cramped on the terrace at Kings Meadow, which we obviously enjoy a lot, but it's a, it's a different experience, isn't it? But yeah, and we went to we've started going we went to an away game last year. We went to the Arsenal game away game last year. We went to the cup final and we made sure that we wanted to be in the Chelsea end so we could and then yeah, we were there at Reading towards the end. So uh, for the last game of the season. So yeah, we are yeah. And then Ava's got all the shirts. Uh, Gu, uh, you know, Gu, Guro is her favourite player. Um, Aaron Cuthbert was Aaron Cuthbert for a bit, but that's definitely Guro. And um, yeah, we're I would say we're yeah very much Chelsea women's uh, fans uh, and season ticket holders. And yeah, it does it does take up a a large part of our family life, which is great. Yeah, I think something that's really interesting that that you sort of wrote about was that, you know, when you had Ava sort of being aware that her experience of football was was always going to be different from yours, just in terms of, you know, the environment of football can be like so misogynistic, basically. And I guess it's just interesting the way, you know, I think reading on it, I really have reflected on sort of my experiences, you know, being Ava's age 15 20 years ago at this point yeah and the role model thing I get think gets overdone but it really seems like for her you know that sort of you can't be what you can't see or or like enjoying something when it feels like something you recognize has been has been a really like big boost for her getting into the sport yeah uh, yeah you can be what you can't see is is something I've repeated a number of times in in various conversations whether that's at work or you know, whether that's talking about the piece, I just think it it just makes such a difference. And I think the one thing I would say, and I can only speak about Chelsea, you know, if we'd been born in in North London, we may well have been having a similar experience at, at you know, at the Emirates and, and at Boreham Wood, for example. But from our own example, any time that we have been to Chelsea, the I think the intimacy that Kings Meadow allows, um, definitely well, I would say the intimacy at Kings Meadow certainly um certainly exacerbates the closeness and and the connection that people have and you know even just with the fans singing to the right of you and it I think it that that definitely made a huge difference definitely for all of us you know not just you know for someone who had been brought up with football and 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 a very different environment but you get a sense as you're walking through that and maybe it's just the fact that it's one road as well that you're all funneling to this one bit and you see Basil on your right who obviously is an is like the 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 gatekeeper so to speak and it's just it's just it's just always been a good atmosphere and a good experience um at King's Meadow and I think and again with Ava I think she finds the the closeness and and being feeling part of it you know arguably it is the best and has been the best team in this in in English in English women's football for for a while now um so despite that I think it still feels like it's you you can be part of it, and it's not it's not it's not a, not a closed shop, or it doesn't it's elite on the pitch, but it doesn't necessarily feel it off it. I know that the Kings Meadow has changed. I've been there with to watch Yeovil play AFC Wimbledon and Kingstonian even back in back in the day. So I've seen the progression of that stadium, but I think um, you do it. It does feel like you're part of you're part of something, and not just success on the pitch. That's that's a nice byproduct, but it feels like 
a, you know, dare I say it, a, 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 a Chelsea family. And I find that hard sometimes, just from my own perspective, purely because I've grown up not necessarily having, shall we say, the best... I've grown up not having, shall we say, the best opinion of Chelsea. You know, I grew up watching Mourinho, John Terry and the players like that and the men's team. So that's that's sort of my my background to it. And it's almost like, you you, you know, you just take the mickey out of your mates who are Chelsea fans. Just, again, for different reasons, whether they were Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Arsenal fans, you know, I was... So it's different, but it's it's been fun. And I, I just think that's the, that's the beauty of it. It's been a lot of fun and a lot of... And I think that's the key thing that I've taken, not to say my football, Men's, men's football isn't fun because of course it is but there's a real positive atmosphere around it and and I think that's made a made a big difference for for all of us really I think you know my wife she was she's had to put up with necessarily my enjoyment and love of football but now she's you know we're all watching the same games on telly when we're not at the matches so yeah it's um it's a real yeah it's a real um exciting and positive experience yeah, and I think something that's really interesting, which I feel like you sort of touched on about King's Meadow, and, and you obviously kind of come from a background where you've sort of been involved in a lot of lower league and non-league football. And I obviously come from a background where I've been a Chelsea fan all my life, that my experience until I really got into the women's team was one of always going to big stadiums, you know, being with sort of 40,000 plus people and not having sort of that intimacy and I think something that's really unique and you you kind of said it there where you sort of said you know like elite on the pitch but you know like yeah more like family-esque environment off the pitch which I think is something that you know non-league football offers in a really amazing way the sense that sort of you go every week and you see the same people not just because they're like the season ticket holders in the seat next to you because I know you get that community aspect if you've got a season ticket holder at a big stadium but you know just seeing the same people sort of walking around seeing the same people in the bar and I think you know sometimes in the conversation about the growth of women's football I think everyone you know wants more people to be able to watch it and bigger audiences but I think for me that's something that I will feel really sad to lose because I think that's the way the tide's going and inevitably it will happen. And I was thinking this even, you know, I was at, I was at Boreham Wood earlier in the season and obviously Arsenal have made such a big thing with the Emirates, but the atmosphere there was was amazing. It was much better than the Emirates game, even though, the, you know, there were tens of thousands of people uh, more yeah. there. And it's, it's a hard thing to figure out, you know, like it, it will be a shame to lose that, I think. Yeah, I yeah I agree. And uh, look, I, I've come fairly new to... Uh, Chelsea women's and 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 you know women's football as a spe- as a paying you know regular paying spectator and and that so I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that oh wouldn't it be nice if it all stays like this because you know I'm part of though I'm one of those people that and we are as a family we we have you know become attracted to the game and become excited about the game because of lionesses and and going on a regular basis so I'm not going to sit here and say that other people shouldn't be able to experience that or shouldn't experience that but yeah the intimacy of the King's Meadow and I, I went to Boreham Wood recently for the Man City game just to just to tick the the ground off the list because I knew that obviously this weekend or obviously Chelsea when they play Arsenal it's at the Emirates so you know we're going we're going this weekend in the in the away end and and that so I wanted to tick off Boreham Wood and I agree with you that that intimacy again and that um the atmosphere is different and that isn't to say that it's not good it, it it's it elsewhere or you know again talking about Ava's love of football you know uh, 
as a Chelsea, we were as we we are we are card carrying season ticket holding Chelsea fans, but we did go to watch the Arsenal Wolfsburg semi final last year because because of the chance to go and watch great football and Champions League football in and you know uh, at a decent price as well. I think that was the thing that so we do you do enjoy the big games and there's no doubt about it. The away end last year when Sam Kerr scored that equaliser, I sort of said to Ava, "This is this is what this is what when football can be." Like really, really good. You're you, you're a gang. You're a you're a gang, so to speak, in a good way. I don't mean in a, you know in a, in a. And again, we know that that can sometimes be, that can sometimes go too far. Of course, it can. But certainly, women's football, that end of just being all Chelsea, and 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 I know Chelsea didn't particularly play well first half, but second half, you could feel like a goal was coming, and you're all there. And it it, I think it, it is is a lot of it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of. So you can still have that you know that common ground and that intimacy then that, that's why i think the introduction or, or certainly the certainly the the rise of away ends in women's football is a great thing because i don't think it's going to be them and us it's going to be it, it will be to an extent but it won't it won't quite provide the polarized polarizing effect i think as men's men's football does which sometimes as we know can go a little bit too far um but i think yeah i think again you can still have that intimacy it's just about Either in away ends or making sure that you know that the the the, the fans that are more regular, shall we say, season ticket holders, club hold members, and that get access to tickets first, and then you can you can and then everything else should 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 stem from that like hardcore. You know, we you can you know you see the same faces, you see the basils, you see the you see the same flags and things like that, and you know that those people are going to be the ones leading the atmosphere in that because again, I think the atmosphere is great. I think it's. It's always, always, you know, good fun, and and there is, there is always a bit of banter, shall we say, um, going back and forth between groups of fans, but in a good and a positive way, and 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 a fun way, really. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be full on, and uh, and I think that's one thing that, whatever happens to women's football, I think it would be nice if women's football could keep that, but also take the good parts of men's football, which is the rivalry, the the. Us versus them, but in a in a nicer way, and not necessarily in a in a in a in a wholly negative way. Yeah, and that's something I thought was really interesting as as well that that you were writing about is it kind of being able to experience football in a different way with, with going to women's games and and sort of thinking about the match day experience among men's fans and and how that can be you know, intense in quite a negative way. And the family-friendly atmosphere, in inverted commas, is something that I think women's football has struggled to find a balance around. But I think obviously yours and Ava's and, and your wife as well, like your story as a family is really a really good reminder of of what that can mean. Whereas I think for some people it's become sort of a byword for like a sanitised match day experience, which I don't, they're not the same thing. It's, it's, no. It's more about the fact that the football is is open to everyone to experience it how they like. And I think that's something that is going to be interesting to see how that develops over time. I think demographically, it's just natural that I can't imagine it goes all the way yeah. of, of men's football matches. I just feel like that's unrealistic in terms of who goes to these games. But it, it's interesting to think about, isn't it, in terms of like, what do we mean by family friendly and how then that all gets sort of marketed yeah 
Exactly, and I'm just thinking back to when we went to the when we went to the 2019 World Cup, and we went to we went we basically went in and out of um, Nice in a day, essentially. And I just remember being on the bus, and there was there was the whole bus to the stadium, essentially the fan the fans bus was essentially loads of loads of groups of yeah, largely females, but who are clearly having a very good time and doing exactly what I have done on numerous occasions and probably, and had a few beers at the match. Now this was a whole new experience for Ava. So she was a little bit like, Oh, it's quite noisy and it's quite, you know, but I said to her that, you know, it's very different for maybe getting on a tube to go to a London Derby and, 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 and having that sort of loud loudness and, and, and frisson, which can obviously sometimes go the other way. And I think the, the, and we've noticed it a couple of times at the, at the women's game, you can have all the good, the good things, and 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 like I said, the back and forth and the excitement and the there's something there's something about you know have being being all those Chelsea fans in that away end last year at um, at the Emirates when obviously Sam Kerr scored, you know there's two thousand three thousand, and we actually funny enough we'd been there a couple of weeks before to watch Arsenal Man United as well, just again just because it was it was cheaper and just to. As Ava was getting the bugs, she could go to any any football. But watching all the the Man United fans in that end go crazy when they scored late on at the Emirates as well, I think there's few things. I think football. We all go to football for different reasons, but one of the strongest reasons, whichever team, wherever you are, it's all that. It's that bond and all those people in that one specific bit, or whether it's all around Kings Meadow or whether it's all around Stamford Bridge, you're all on. You're all there for the same reason. You want the team that you're supporting that day to win and. And you're cheering them on and doing it. And you might do it in different ways, but you're all there coming from all different. And again, women's football is much more much more inclusive than the certainly the men's football that I grew up in. You're all there to to be part of something, and I think it's great. I think that's the best thing about certainly women's football and you know what what we found at Chelsea. And I think it's 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 strange, isn't it? Because at Chelsea in women's Chelsea's home is is obviously Kings Meadow. Chelsea women's home is Kings Meadow and feels like home. And then you go to Stamford Bridge, and of course it is still a technically a home. But I find that it is difficult to, yeah, I find that must be difficult not just for fans but also for the players as well because uh, it must be much, it must be a lot easier for Chelsea to play their game. I, I might be wrong on this. This is just, just this is just my opinion. There's a reason why Chelsea win. And do very very well at Kings Meadow, I think, because it's it, it feels a it feels at home. It's tighter. It's more intimate. It's more more on top. And it naturally, even if Stamford Bridge only has fifteen thousand people in, it's still going to feel quite vast, isn't it? Hopefully, there'll come a point when Chelsea are getting twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand, like Arsenal are at the Emirates. But even then, Arsenal have shown that the, that it brings its own pressure, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it's a really interesting thing to to consider I feel like Arsenal are a great example of you know I personally feel like in some ways they've sacrificed results and potentially leagues in terms of choosing to play at the Emirates because they've clearly struggled there so much you know like yeah they beat Tottenham there every year but apart from that they they tend to not not play very well and I think that's it's both the in newness thing and I'm sure it is a little bit of an intensity thing and I feel like they obviously want to be at the point where maybe they were in the the Wolfsburg game as an example where there's like really like 60,000 people there all supporting Arsenal and and I know they lost that game but you know they lost that in a they really went the whole way at a time when that team was was very injured but I think you know you see 
with Chelsea, I, I don't think Chelsea have had quite the same problem, but it's going to be interesting because Chelsea have played a lot easier teams at Stamford Bridge and maybe only when we play United and Arsenal will we sort of really yeah. see what that that feels like. But, it, it, you know, it's interesting for everyone, like, because I have been to Stamford Bridge to watch men's games a lot, but not loads. Like, I've never been like a, I go in and out every week because my family are Arsenal fans. So that was like, always just like <laughs> I went to go watch Arsenal more as a kid than I did watch Chelsea. So yeah. for me, it's also been interesting because I felt like I have to relearn my match going experience. You know, I've tried out all the different pubs around Stamford Bridge to decide where I want to go for pre-match pints, post-match pints. And then you sort of realise, well... <laughs> Okay, I don't think the players are going for pints before the no, game, no. but you know it's the same kind of thing. You you know you've got your routines. You know if you're Shukanuskan and you're cycling to Kings Meadow, you're doing something different. If you've got to to go to Stamford Bridge, and and sometimes I wonder with the attendance debate how much of that's been informed by the fact that other teams don't own their their women's grounds. Like you know Arsenal want to play everything at the Emirates because Boreham Woods isn't like Meadow Park isn't yeah, yeah. theirs it, it will exactly. always be shared with another team but but Chelsea don't have that problem and like Chelsea will outgrow Kings Meadow but sometimes I think oh are we like pushing this more than we need to when we have such a fantastic home already yeah 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 it's true it, yeah it is and and, and exactly I've, funny enough uh so I'm obviously I've done a bit of work in the past with um the guys at AFC Wimbledon and obviously been at King's Meadow and watched them and watched them progress. And even, you know, they've progressed and now they're at Plough Lane and the other week they were, they were getting, they're getting eight, nine, 10,000. And I don't think it's unrealistic in the slightest to think that Chelsea with a bigger place and a bigger, bigger home would be able to get that. I don't think that, you know, and I, I don't, again, I don't think you'd lose, you wouldn't lose the necessarily the, int the intimacy that's so good at King's Meadow, but there obviously will be conversations I'm guessing to be had at Chelsea at some point where, what do you do if you're if you're you know I can only see the tenants only see it getting bigger and better so they can only see Kings Meadow selling out on a more regular basis and and obviously as commercialization of the game moves a pace with the creation of Nuco and and things like that then money and 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 revenue from match days might actually become a genuinely important thing won't it you know especially in the women in, in the women's game as much as it is in the men's there's a reason why Arsenal moved to the Emirates Stadium from Highbury not because it wasn't an amazing historic ground where they had a really good record. They they needed to put more bums on seats. Unfortunately for them, they did it at a time when various teams, including Chelsea, got obviously a lot of people, rich benefactors to come in and almost bridge that gap. And Arsenal was stuck in a in a bit of a sticky spot. But yeah, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens next in in the women's game. But I, and I, I think there was a great piece by Jonathan Liu this this, this week actually about what. You know, or certainly a, po a piece that posed many different questions about what happens next in in women's football, and and I think it's I think rather than be nervous about it, I think people should genuinely be excited, and and there are going to be people, there are going to be more and more people coming into the game, which I think is only a good thing, and and rightly so, because you know, as we all know, women's football is playing catch up on off after 60, 60, 70 years of not being able to to be to be to exist so to speak which is just the more never never not baffling isn't it that that side of things but yeah it it really will be interesting to see and i i think that obviously i always feel a little bit like removed even though i am involved in football from getting too involved into various debates about you know when you see people like yourselves and 
all the people that we follow, you know, your, your Tim Stillman's from the Arsenal side of things that, you know, flow flow as well, more of a general general things. You when you see these people talking about what they want the women's game to be or to become, you you, you kind of want them to steer that a little bit because I think they all realise and they've they've you know they've done the hard yards so to speak. I'm not saying that everyone who has been involved in the women's game a lot longer than myself or or other people should automatically choose what happens next. But you have to listen to these people. You have to listen to, you know, the likes of people that have been going to Kings Meadow for a long for a long time. And I think it's it is really difficult, isn't it? Because they might want to keep they might want to keep it the same for for good and positive reasons as well. That's the thing. And then I don't think anyone's sitting here now saying that we shouldn't have loads of new fans come into the game, but it's it's going to be a real delicate balance. And I think it's an, but it's something that should people should be excited about rather than see it as a as a negative and and always trying and again be inclusive as the game has been even to us and has been to other people in the past and will be going forward. Yeah, if anyone's not read that Johnny Lou article on the Guardian, I'd I'd recommend a read. I didn't agree with everything in it, but I think yeah, thought provoking is is definitely the word, and I think it's yeah. it's a conversation that that we want to to have because yeah, I feel very strongly about wanting to keep the uniqueness of the women's game and not wanting it to sort of just become Premier League Mark Two, and that's like long bit of concern I've had around the makeup of the WSL and the direction that will go in. But at the same time, you want to find a. It, it's easy to say well, we don't want it to be like this, but what do we want it to be like then? You know, you don't want to stop the women playing, earning a a realistic wage, um, you know, a deserved wage, even yeah. if that's far dwarfed. You know, I think salaries in the men's games are ridiculous, but there's still you know differences between that and earning thirty k a year. So. I think obviously that's something that that over time, um, only then will we really be able to understand. I just wanted to circle back to something you you yeah, mentioned sure. earlier, which was about this sort of disconnect between Chelsea as a yeah. uh, you know side that you would make fun of or dislike, which I think is, you know, very, very normal and very understandable. Everyone does it about other teams, especially, you know, big teams. And there's been plenty of reasons to dislike Chelsea over the years. Yeah. But that gap between Chelsea almost as a concept and, and Chelsea women as a team. And I'd, I'd love to hear more about sort of your, your thoughts around it, because, again, it's something that is a really interesting debate, I think, in women's football. And you, you get a lot of people who support totally different women's teams to their men's teams and not even in I guess a situation which is a bit more like yours where like you're originally a Yeovil fan and the interactions between Chelsea and Yeovil yeah. aren't necessarily <laughs> that regular no, no. Um, but you know people who might support uh, you know Chelsea men but Arsenal women and it's, it's I think a very again interesting way of fandom which is very um, which is the antithesis of normally what we see in football, which is that you support your team no matter what. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I would argue that, and again, this this is a real shame that this is going to change soon, but I would argue someone like Emma Hayes is such a standard bearer for what is what she what 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 she thinks Chelsea women is and what she's made Chelsea women. I think obviously I think Chelsea are a little bit almost I'm not going to say an exception to the rule, so to speak, but I think the success and the way they brought everything together, even from from a relative out newcomer to my, like myself, has seemed 
so right and so proper and it's all like being part of Chelsea women's that's why I see it so different from being part of Chelsea men's being a fan of Chelsea women's and I and I quite often say you know I'll go and watch I'm watching Chelsea women's this weekend uh not you know I have to almost specify not the men's or I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna watch that on the telly but I'm not gonna support the men you know someone said to me oh but now you're seeing now you're seeing blue as a color on a match day I bet you're gonna and I'm like no no I consider it very different and that will be a little bit of bias from obviously my my youth and 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 growing up as a football fan and various reasons but I do think that this is one thing and again we can talk about how one of the reasons and again I've seen you got uh, people talking about it Arsenal have obviously made a huge impact in creating this community and this feel and obviously looking at attendances numbers would argue that they've done that better than than anyone else however I would say that Chelsea that doesn't mean that Chelsea haven't because I think Chelsea the, the whole Chelsea women's family so to speak that we've become part of in 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 recent years is a very welcoming and very inclusive and it almost doesn't feel like the modern modern shall we say foot super club that we see in in maybe in the men's game I think I think the way that the communications are I think the social media at Chelsea is is next level for again showing that intimacy and behind the scenes stuff which you won't get in the men's side of things um I think I think a lot of credit has to go to and you know we live in the area we live just down the road from Kingston so we obviously see adverts and billboards and we see adverts at the train station Kingston or Richmond or anything like that I think they've done really well at creating this this aura and this um what what Chelsea women is, and I think it is so distinct almost to an extent. I know now I'm, I'm now being part of and on mailing lists. I'm, I'm obviously get the Chelsea mailing list, which the bottom half will quite often be interviews with Emma Hayes or or, or around the women's game, and then obviously the top half will be Reese James or whatever. I will obviously scroll through that, but not everyone will, and everyone will filter down and and then go, oh, actually, yeah. So I think I think it is it is interesting, and and. And God, I mean, I don't know who the f- the fans that I do know do tend to go. Certainly, the guy, the people I know from that have supported, uh, watch women, uh, watch men's football for most of their life will go. And, you know, I know some Man United fans who are who, who would obviously only ever be Man United women fans. So it is in- it is interesting, and I'd, I'd be interested to see what happens as as teams become either more distinct, whether Chelsea have again, whether Chelsea wherever they go, whether they expand King's Meadow or anything like that. If they're playing at Stamford Bridge, you are playing at the home of the, of, of Chelsea, which is the men, you know, which ordinary to most people is the men's team. So these things are, yeah, it's it's quite, like I said, it is exciting. And it is, I just like the, I just like the inclusivity and the positivity around the whole women's game that I think, I'm always loath to say that it should be this or should be that or should, I'd like it to be that because I think the best thing about the women's game is you can be anyone and you can do anything and you can, like I said, we went to watch Arsenal. Were we supporting Arsenal against Wolfsburg? Uh, yes, we were cheering them on because we were with loads of Arsenal fans. But I didn't see there a massive. I didn't see there's a massive conflict. I was enjoying. We were enjoying the football and enjoying the spectacle, and enjoying this full stadium, watching the women. It felt like. Watching the women's football, it felt like a real progression, didn't it? That that attendance and that sellout doesn't mean on Sunday when we're at the Emirates in the away end, I'm not going to be wanting 
you know, Beth Mead not not to not to score, or Vivian Mead, you know, Miedemar not to score. I, I will on that on that day. I will we will be wanting Chelsea to to do well, and that mainly be because my daughter will be clad in the kit and the scarf and next to me. So you know, sometimes she she I have to she remind you know I have to have her remind me what um what I should be doing or what I shouldn't be doing. So yeah, she's quite good at that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like uh, might be quite a nice way to sort of round off this chat. Like, uh, how do you think sort of both Chelsea and the Lionesses? Because I know you know Ava's really into both of them. How do you think that's sort of impacted your your relationship with her and and maybe allowed allowed you to connect? I think father daughter relationships are, are really really interesting ones, and I think as a society we're often not very good at talking about them. Um, but my, you know, my relationship with my dad, lots of my sort of, you know, early memories are, are go, my dad taking me and just me to, to Highbury. Um, and like they're, that they're very special memories to me. And, you know, football is, has always been, you know, one of like the way that I've really had a close relationship with my yeah. dad. So I'd, I'd love to hear that from, from your perspective. Yeah, I think I, I think I mentioned it in the article. I, I, I sort of wrestle with this and, and it's sort of a bit of an, I would argue, it's been an up and down relationship for up and down relate my my relationship with my daughter is not it's always been it's always been positive and that but obviously I, I I referenced in the article I've you know I've had my issues with my mental health and 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 I've found the escape through that sometimes was to have too many pints at the match watching the men's football and and it was very distinct and I think that the thing that women that the met the women's football has allowed us to do is come together and me to experience football in a different way, because as as I referenced in the piece, going to the match was as much to me as having probably too many, well, certainly on occasion, sometimes more often than I should have occasion, too many pints with, with my mates. And, you know, the football was almost secondary. I think getting to watch football and, and getting to watch football with Ava and seeing it through her eyes has made, you know, football as important as anything but also the stuff around it in a me myself experiencing it in a different way and I think you know that Leon game we will always whatever happens in between now and however you know the rest of both our lives that Leon game will probably be the will always be the sort of touch point of oh yeah I think you know she gets this now she understands what football what brilliance football can do and also likewise her going Oh yeah, my dad was right all this time. <laughs> you know, he's he, uh, so we'll have that, and we'll go to the Emirates this weekend. We'll go to away games, and the next big thing at some point we'll go to a, a Champions League away game. Wouldn't it be amazing if we did that before getting to the final in Bilbao, and then still going to Bilbao? That would be amazing. I mean, Eindhoven was penciled, and the date was penciled in my diary, and that it might happen. And then we drew Barcelona, and we all knew what happened then. But... <laughs> And, you know, we watched the second leg and it was like the first thing she said to me was like, we're not going to go to Eindhoven now. And that's not where oh, Chelsea aren't going to play. That's we're not going to be able to experience this or and, and have that moment that we will have at some point, I'm sure. Um, hopefully it will be this season at some point and an away game. And and again, her connection with women's football also allows her to be more invested and more in in in, in men's football as well. It, it, you know that, but it's, she might have done it a different way than most people. But it allows we're watching Champions League football, we're watching Europa League football, we're watching all these things because of her connection and her the roots in in women's football. And I think we will, you know, 
she's desperate for me to take her to go and watch Jude Bellingham play for Real Madrid. That would never have happened without her getting into women's football. It would just wouldn't have happened, you know. Doesn't and again, those two things can coexist. That's fine. We can do that, but we can also hopefully go and see Chelsea in the Champions League final in Bilbao or or, or ever or even you know where wherever that may be. So I think it's a you know anyone. I think that was the reason I wanted to write that article, not just because I it was easy for me and that we didn't have to mean we wouldn't have to necessarily commission someone else. It was more <laughs> it was more I want to write this article because I want people to understand how. A, how positive and inclusive women's football is amongst all the, you'll see all the stuff on telly, you'll see all the people telling you that, but actually going to, to it week in, week out. And that doesn't have to be Chelsea. That can be a championship club. That can be someone like Lewis. That can be whoever. But going to that will change. You know, and I've had some, some of the best messages I've had the whole time of doing Mundial was, thanks very much for writing the article. I'm going to take my daughter to Liverpool at Prenton Park. I'm going to take, you know, and and no, there's no, you can't argue with that. That's great. And 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 I, you know, if that if just me writing a few words or just putting it all out there makes that happen and makes people think and consider things a bit more, then all then great. Is it still possible for people to buy the magazine? Is that for something it, they uh, want it, to do? It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, go to mundialmag.com, but. We um obviously a print magazine in the in the year twenty twenty three is not always the easiest thing to sustain, and we've been doing it eight no nearly ten years now. So so we offer subscriptions um as opposed to single issues, but you can buy single issues in W H Smith um as well. So if you just wanted to buy the single magazine, then go to W H Smith or go to mondayarmag.com and subscribe and. As anyone will know in 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 the media in the media world, that that can go a long way to making those write better articles, do more exciting things, and 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 things like that. So yeah, but that, if that that's that would be the first port of call, and and also follow us on um, various social medias at Mundial Mag. We're we're there, and we have and will continue to cover the the women's game as much as much as we do the men's game. Yeah, it's a really great magazine um i really recommend it if, if you haven't uh heard of it or checked it out before it, it's really worth taking a look at it's it's really really nice and kind of football media that you don't see as much anymore which is a shame so it's great that you guys uh keep it up um all right so yeah ava it'd be just nice to have a little chat with you about i read the article your your dad wrote so i know a little bit of the context behind you getting into the Chelsea women's team but it'd just be nice to hear from you sort of what got you interested in them and and what you enjoy about going to watch them well I've played football for quite a while and I well and we have been to watch like a few matches like quite a while ago when I was a lot younger but then at one point we just started going to lots of matches and now we of course you have season tickets so it's like we go a lot and what what is it you like? Because I know that that in your dad's article you said that you know some of the stuff you'd been to before it didn't really like grab you in the same way. What makes you feel different about both Chelsea and the Lionesses? Because I know you're a fan of them as well. Yeah, I just like lots of the players, and I like how it's like the women's team that's playing rather than the men's. Yeah, because it's like how I play football. It's like how they do as well. 
Yeah, and I guess it must be nice to feel like I know you've sort of met some of them. It's nice, isn't it, yeah. to, to feel like you can really see them and like appreciate them as people? Yeah, I've met quite a few of the Chelsea players because I was a mascot once. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'd love to be a mascot, but I think I'm too old for it. <laughs> and then sometimes at the end of matches, you can like meet them. Like Guru is my favourite player and I met her once and I was so happy. <laughs> oh, that's really, really cute. But, uh, do you have a favourite game that you've been to? Uh, probably Chelsea v Leon. That was a good one. It was like penalties and it was like they scored at the last like kick of the game. And it was just really like exciting. Yeah, that's probably my favourite game, definitely from last season. I don't yeah. know if ever, but that was a really, really good one. Yeah. And what What are your thoughts for this season? How do you think it's going? I think it's going really well. I think they've done really good this season so far. Like, they were really good against Aston Villa. And we went to the game against Paris FC, and they were really good in that one. And I think they'll, do, I think they'll win the WSL again, and I think they'll, they'll do very well in the Champions League too. I hope so. How are you yeah. feeling about Emma leaving? I'm sad she's leaving because I really like her. Yeah. But, um, because they have a whole season to figure out who else they're gonna, who's gonna be their new manager. I think they'll be able to get like a good new manager. Yeah, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Oh well, thank you. I think you're the youngest person ever to come on our podcast. So congratulations on that. Thank um, you. But that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. We're going to finish out because it only seemed fitting, given that we've talked about her for a large portion of the podcast, that yeah, yeah. we had a little chat with Ava uh, to hear about how uh, she yeah. got into the women's game, what she's been enjoying, how the season's gone so far for her from her perspective. Uh, so we'll be playing out on that. Um, Abdullah and I will be back with you tomorrow to do a little Arsenal-Chelsea preview. But thanks again, Seb, for, for joining us. I really, really appreciate your time. No problem. And thanks to Abdullah. That's one of the books that Ava's been reading. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well. So, yeah. You'll love that. Yeah. No, awesome. no, thanks very much. And yeah, keep up the good work. All right, Chelsea fans, until we see you again, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs> <laughs>